This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Hi there, it's Julia Louis Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hey, TK. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. Woo. We got a doozy. We do. We've got we, a doozy. We do have a doozy. We do have a doozy, but but what? we do yes. have new merch, Cheryl. This is so, it's so cute, I can't even. Yeah. Well, you don't have to, <laughs> but you will. I sure will. We've got yeah. t-shirts, a s- sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. We've got shirts that say, hey, girl, hey. Yeah. That say, are you a snark bull? And then on the back, they say, you bet your sweet ass I am. Oh my God. Dreams come true. Dreams come true. To wear this. There's also water bottles. There's no way to know. <laughs> I know that our snorkels take long hikes and live off the land. So get your water bottles. Get your water bottle. There's no way to know. Yes. So go to podswag.com slash true story to get your new merch. Uh, ladies and jerks, welcome to MH370, The Plane That Disappeared. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tiggy. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. I feel like I have a lot of things to report to you. Please. A lot. Do. A lot's been happening. Okay. Yeah. For, first and foremost, <laughs> I just ran into Jerry Seinfeld, okay. and I was like, Jerry. I've probably told you this story at least three times. And he's like, I bet you haven't. <laughs> and then I launched into the story about me interviewing him when I was in college. And he was laughing and he said, I've never heard that. And he said, that's really funny. Let the record show. That it's that's funny? That's the whole story. <laughs> that's the whole story. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure what we were letting the record show, that you told him the story or that it is a funny story. Both. Both. Oh, both. Okay. That Jerry thought it was hilarious. Might be. That might be exaggerating. Um, That I interviewed him I bet it's an exaggeration. (laughs) I mean, was he doubled over laughing? Yeah, I was going to say, I've met Jerry and there's, it probably takes a lot to double him him over laughing. (laughs) Or I'm just not funny to him. <laughs> what else is going on? Oh, I had something else to tell you, and I can't remember what now. Is it Curb? Curb, you know, we're shooting Curb. This is, we're we're, we're winding down our season. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, and it's sad. You were saying you did the the original Curb special in 99, right? Yeah, so that's what's really crazy because it was a one-hour special mm-hmm. in 1999, and um, it wasn't meant to be a series. Mm-hmm. So, how many years later? Twenty? Oh my God! Twenty-four years later, we've that's been doing insane. this show together. <laughs> that's it insane. is so crazy. 
Is this the longest running? Have we already discussed this? Probably, but I don't know. There's no way to know. Well, Mm. it's got to be the longest running comedy series. But what about like a SUV or what is that called? Criminal? What is that called? SUV. Dun dun. It's called SUV. (laughs) Oh, SUV. Up next on (laughs) sports utility vehicle. Yeah, there's probably an SUV show or a medical show that's run forever. <laughs> SVU, SVU. SUV. Oh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Thomas, do you know? What show there's is no way to What's know. the longest? Who cares? It doesn't matter. The point is. It's sad. We've been on for a while. And, mm-hmm. and every season, you just kind of never know. Because it's like, since season one, Larry, Larry said, this is, our, this is our only season. So after every after every season we shoot, it's just like, uh, I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just starting to you know feel it, and it's it's sweet. You know, these guys are my mm-hmm. my family. Yeah. Anyway, and we have some snark bulls on on the crew that that listen, which really somehow that really makes me laugh. <laughs> And do you feel like, like they're diehard snorkels? Yeah, be- yeah, and like uh-huh. worlds colliding. Like, whoa, uh-huh. whoa, that's weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what else is? Is there something else going on when you're like, there's a lot going on? Is it just that uh, you ran into Jerry Seinfeld, and not just, but <laughs> the other thing I wanted to tell you, and it is curb related because we were trying to get you on curb. Yeah. When I talked to Larry and I was like, you know, Tig, Tig wants to come on the show and, you know, she'll just walk by or she'll like be a wait person and just drop off food or yeah. and he said, why wouldn't she have a, a role on the uh-huh. show? I said, yeah, yeah. why not? Why and he's not? like, well, everything's been cast already. He goes, well, why? <laughs> but she should be on the show. And I'm like, oh. So it was just a weird conversation of, yeah. And he goes, she she should be like a extra. She should be, you well, know. I've been telling you that all season. And you were like, yeah. oh, I forgot to bring it up. Oh, I, I forgot. And, and I anyway. just, and now, yeah, so now maybe this will be reason for another, another season, season of Curb. Oh, I'm going to talk to Larry. Like I can, yeah, I feel like Larry, you, Larry will surprise everyone and be like, all right, we're doing another season. All right, we're doing another season in like five years, you know? It could, that could definitely happen. It's happened before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the, the season that um, we did the Seinfeld reunion, that mm-hmm. was like, I thought, and I think the whole world, because they're all paying attention to Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> thought, okay, this is it. This is yeah. the big... And, you know, and then, like, okay, let's shoot another season. And then one season, Larry dies for a minute. And, you know, that could have, but he came, you know, he was revived. But by the way, that. He had to have been. (laughs) (laughs) Unless all of this is now flashback and we're all, like, in our 80s and we're doing flashbacks of when we were 20. (laughs) Yeah, but when we were shooting that, because the show is improvised, you know, we were shooting Mm -hmm. that scene where Larry... We thought for a moment Larry died, and I started mm-hmm. getting teary because it was sad. And Larry opens his eyes. He's like, what are you doing? I said, it's sad. He goes, no, no, don't cry. That, no, that's not funny. I was like, oh, if, I, if you were my husband and you just died, it's just sad. He's like, don't, don't do that. He goes, you and Jeff fight over the Prius. Who's going to get the Prius? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Is it hard for you to cry on camera? Or are you pretty pro? Uh, I don't really think about it because, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm feeling it in the moment, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't cry that easily, but... You cry on this show all <laughs> the time. I always thought of you as somebody that you were kind of a, a hard cry. And then we're doing then- this ridiculous podcast. And then you cry... <laughs> all the time on here fanning the tears away yeah. with unpaid bills on my on my desk yeah meanwhile i don't think i've cried on this show yeah that's true i'm always like no nah, i don't cry like yeah. the rusty sailor and you're like yeah. the, the vulnerable lady yeah, in the nightgown I'm, I'm a very vulnerable lady 
And Stephanie, she's a hard cry. And people always assume, you know, I got the short haircut that I'm, you know, tough guy. You're you're no No. tough guy. No, I'm no tough guy. (laughs) You can can, uh, beat me up with uh, leg flips and... Uh, yeah, and with then what? I, lead flips? With leg flips. Oh, leg flips. That makes more and sense. And speaking of. <laughs> yes. Yes. Remember, I have broken ribs. This is something people. Okay. So here's. I just know. saw Tig the other night, <laughs> went in for a hug, and she's like, Don't hug me. I have broken ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I had a few friends over for. Some pizza and birthday cake. Um, uh, wow, my birthday's really coming up on the 24th. Oh. So when people hear this, well, I have just turned 52, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. But yeah, I had some friends over for some pizza yeah. and some, some birthday cake. Do you want to say what and... happened with your ribs or is is better not to <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah, I can I can say. I mean, um, we I can fafa. If you need a pop, somebody out. No, no, it's okay. Somebody gave me permission. Yeah, she's Um, tough. Talk about tough ladies. Yeah, she's mortified though. (laughs) She's beyond mortified. (laughs) I had a show in Long Beach, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. a gaggle of pals Mm -hmm. decided let's rent a party bus and Mm -hmm. go to Tig's show in Long Beach. That sounds like fun. It was Not, nothing off- bad could happen there. Right, right. Except for the fact <laughs> that we all met at someone's house in the hills mm-hmm. and the party bus was gigantic and the mm-hmm. entire time we were laughing and uh going down the hills in Hollywood, mm-hmm. we also kind of suspected we might roll off the the cliff. <laughs> so it was a little stressful. But anyway, mm-hmm. once we were on the freeway going to Long Beach, Music playing. There's stripper poles. Everybody's doing uh, flips and strip. sexy yeah, dances. Except well, as I'm they sitting do. there, yeah, okay. having my sparkling water on a bench <laughs> while everyone else is going nuts, <laughs> as I do. And um, Allison Janney, mm-hmm. who is six feet tall, mm-hmm. okay, she is a tall drink of water, mm-hmm. comes up behind me, grabs me around the waist, and picks me up. Um, like her, like almost like the Heimlich maneuver. She picks me up and carries me down the aisle of the party bus. And there's actual footage of this moment on um, on somebody one of one of the pals on the party bus posted this video. You can see the utter pain I'm in as oh. she's carrying me. But she's behind you, so she doesn't realize. She doesn't realize. Yeah, she has this. no idea. She thinks you're having a ball. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was expecting to have a ball when she picked me up, but my feet are truly dangling in the air. Oh she's God. so tall and she's carrying me. And I have to say, Allison Janney is a good time. She is yeah. hilarious. Oh, wow. she's, she's so fun. She's, she's so, so fun. fun. She's so fun. And so she puts me down and in the video, I'm like, oh God, my ribs. Well, I do my show. Uh-oh. The next day, I go to urgent care. I got. I got and when my you walk into broke. urgent care, were they like, "No, it's Tig again"? Yeah. <laughs> Look who's here! Welcome home. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I had just oh. worked through my broken leg. I was oh. very excited to get back out into the world. Tig. And uh, now I got my ribs broke. Oh. But I'm I'm a little over a week into it. I'm doing a lot better. It was it was a rough first week because what can you even do for broken ribs you can't really do anything i'm supposed to just rest which i haven't been doing and then they gave me some like massive pain pills which i took one but i just don't like like it that you don't like it that's not no and so i've just been taking a tylenol maybe once a day usually before bed just because stephanie in the night hears me go oh god because i'll roll over <laughs> and i'll be asleep and forget that i've i got I yeah got broken bro- ribs yeah and so i'll roll over and be like, oh god oh and she's like what happened i'm like i sorry i rolled over oh my god <laughs> uh, this is the funniest story alice and mm. Janney. i mean i can't even i would love to see that footage by the as as would all the snork bulls listening. Well, if you go, I think, to my friend Bradley's Instagram, you'll see it. Okay. Um, but whatever. 
I, and again, just to be yes, clear, clear, Allison was absolutely of course. meaning to have a blast. Yes. She's mortified. Of course. She sent me the biggest bouquet of flowers oh. and she has been checking in on me and <laughs> I just, she's For truly Allison. mortified. Of and course. I was like, please understand. Yes, I'm in pain. I will be fine. But this is this gives me a great story. That's and story. it's very on brand for my body. <laughs> you have so, to let me tell it. Yes. Uh, oh, God, that makes me laugh. Okay, Tig, I think we've hit a new low. We, we haven't even said the name of the documentary. Yet. We have a lot going on. Also, also yes, yes. the documentary basically in yes. the title Shh, says... Do okay. not spill okay. beans. Okay. Here's what don't, I woke up this morning. I'm days and I was away like, from my birthday, and I have broken ribs. I said, if Tig starts out spilling <laughs> beans about this, I am gonna hit the. You're gonna come leg rustle me. Friggin' roof. Uh huh. Gonna break two more of your ribs. Oh, Ooh. real quick. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. About you know my having friends over and some yeah. drinks and yeah. stuff the other night. Yeah. We need to post a picture of <gasps> us from. We do. You, you grabbed me from from the from the party, the if you will. Yeah, yeah, because there was and, great and we took some pictures. Yes, the people who were making drinks, their van was outside, and we took a picture with it. And I think the our listeners will really appreciate. They're, gonna, <laughs> they're really gonna appreciate it. <laughs> also, anyone yes. else at the gathering would probably and probably was confused why we were posing by this truck. <laughs> Why there's a party going on with really fun people and we're out on the curb next to a van. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because listen, this is switching gears for a second. This documentary. Uh-huh. I like that we're switching gears even though our whole podcast is about documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> but this but this documentary is not I mean, it's sad. Yeah, of course it's and, sad. And when there's a sad one, you know, we really spend a lot of time talking about other things and we try just, to avoid it. We try to avoid it. And I Oh, think, we have to take a break though. <laughs> Wait, have we ever reached this point without even saying? I, I think oh this my is the first. This is a new, we this might is be a, transitioning out of documentaries <laughs> at this point, but we will be this back. This is the worst. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, when we Cheryl. come back, I'm going to tell you uh, what the documentary is. Okay. Well, we have to wrap up in a half hour. <laughs> oh so. my God. We'll be right back on Tig and Cheryl True Story and talk about whatever this documentary is called because it'll be such a surprise because, of course, you don't see the name of it when you click to listen to each episode. But we'll be right back. Oh, oh. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. And Cheryl, before the break, yeah. I was being sarcastic. Oh of course it's listed. When people click on the show, it's listed. Oh, I see. Oh, you I... Bleak. <laughs> I thought, oh, maybe that's our thing is we don't Cheryl, talk- we got to get into the documentary. <laughs> don't go into what you thought. God. What is this thing called so oh. I can spill some beans? Okay, so let, let's just begin by telling everybody. This is a serious documentary. There's no- nothing funny about it. This is no, and 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 we have so much respect for all of the people that are involved in this. So that and that's why we've been procrastinating. This is called MH three 
370, The Plane That Disappeared. It's a 2023 docuseries directed by Louise Milkinson. The series investigates the tragedy of flight MH370 through the various theories people have fabricated to explain its disappearance. MH370, The Plane That Disappeared, is available to watch on Netflix. And I'm not spilling beans when this says it disappeared. My point is, it's okay that we spent half the episode talking about other um, stuff. Jerry because, Seinfeld and my broken ribs. Yeah, because it is really. It's, it it's should be the, more Alice and Janney and my broken ribs, but it's also junk yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. A lot. A great story about Jerry Seinfeld. It was I, awesome, and it's right up top. People get it right out of the gate. It would have been better if something interesting happened when I told him that, right? If he, if something other than a well, you're one, you're known chuckle? as one of the greatest storytellers of all time, <laughs> solely from this show. But by the way, I do feel like I had told him that story before, but I'm he sure says I did. didn't. He says I didn't. When you're Jerry Seinfeld, you have ten hear billion a lot of people coming yeah. up to you so and I'm being like, you stupid "I waited on you at this restaurant. Yeah, I helped you pick out an outfit. Yeah, I used to be your neighbor." And I can't. I got it the first time. <laughs> yeah, he's heard a lot. He's heard a lot. Okay, listen. Here's what happened. Okay, on March eighth, two thousand fourteen. Malaysian Airlines plane MH370 disappears from radar with 239 people on board. And people speculate whether it was hijacking, a meteorite, or a pilot suicide. The plane takes off at 12.41 a.m. It's a clear night. As the plane approaches the limits of the Malaysian airspace, right, it's going over the ocean, and it's now it's it's um, supposed to be shifting over into the Vietnamese airspace. So the Malaysian airspace signs off with the pilot, and they have a recording of them saying goodnight, and and that is the last that anybody heard. And then after that, they drop, dropped off the radar. And now, you know, at 6.30 in the morning in Beijing, the flight has not landed. They haven't had any communication with it. And people are very concerned about their loved ones that that were on that plane. That footage of all those people oh, in the room tick, wailing. It's just so sad. I, I just, I couldn't even, I couldn't even. No, deal. it's. It was so sad. Yeah, you have... God. At some point, people, they showed up at the airport to pick up their loved ones, and then they were Mm -hmm. sent to a hotel Mm -hmm. to wait for news to see what happened. And it it is so sad. It's so sad because nobody had any answers to give them and people are overcome with grief and and anger uh, it really struck me because i feel like you rarely get to see actual footage of moments like that and it's usually a reenactment or you see you're watching a movie right where there people are playing these parts and you can feel that it's sad but in that moment Uh, i was so like I wanted to get, even though we've already established I'm not the strongest person, but I wanted to get in the mix and just just help those I people. Know. I I was like, oh my god, it was so guttural and it was it was primal, yeah, just visceral, so and people were. Yeah. You you definitely could feel it. You could feel the the pain yeah. from from all all of those people. It's devastating. So that's basically how the documentary starts i mean yeah these people start coming i couldn't i couldn't gather if they were if they stayed at that hotel or they came back every day to just wait for the malaysian airline to give them updates or updates and you know at the beginning people some of the family members were calling their person that was on the plane and the and the phone was ringing yeah I remember when I had kind of forgotten a lot about this and when I was watching this I was like oh right I remember hearing that on the news that 
the cell service was still right that seeming to work it was ringing it wasn't going to voicemail right. which it typically does when a phone is dead and so the the people that were that were you know waiting for updates they were telling whoever is in charge the authorities it's it's go it's ringing like yeah. you have to Look do something that. and yeah. then they were told that they didn't have the technology to mm-hmm. to do anything about that so i mean the the whole film is painful because answers are hard to come by yeah and then this was odd to me they were looking for the plane they're looking for a signal they're looking for debris there's no sign of anything why there's a journalist named jeff wise mm-hmm. right you remember jeff yeah who does all this speculating yeah I just don't even understand how we got to Jeff Wise because he, like all of a sudden, this guy. Like it's whatever ideas he had were were just like walking through. I guess it. here's the thing is it's like nobody knows what happened. And so if you're going to make a documentary, I guess you're going to have to talk to people who think that they speculate. But what made me really nervous yeah. is I don't enjoy flying. Oh. I have to do it near weekly. And I was truly listening to all these different uh, conspiracy theories. Mm. And I was like, let's not give anyone ideas. I know. <laughs> because I was truly that like, what I are know. we doing? And they're like, here's what you can do. If nobody's looking, you can do this. You can open this box and then you can jump in here and you can turn this switch. And and I'm like, shut it. That's cork it. I felt the same way. I was like, (laughs) I didn't know there was a trap door under. Let's not even go into it. Let's not give any, any crazy snark bulls any ideas. Oh, our snark bulls would, would never. No, they are precious good are people. Precious. But so while this was happening, while they were trying to figure out what was going on, you had this group, a lot of people o- online were getting together trying to figure out what happened, like the online sleuths, mm-hmm. which once yeah. again baffles me. What What baffles you? How does somebody have time to do this? So to, do people, is that their, do they, they don't get paid for it, right? I just wonder. Well, that's what I was t- How asking do people pay Stephanie. their rent? That's my question. Like, how do the online sleuths pay their rent? And what did Stephanie say? Well, she was half asleep. <laughs> and I had to keep waking her up to be like, um, are you watching? Do you want me to pause this? Do you want to watch this together tomorrow? Or should I finish? And she'd say, no, 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 I'm watching it. And then she'd sit up and then, you know how that whole thing yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering because of the guy that had talked to the oceanographers and had gone and collected debris on the beach. I was like, oh, how are you flying around the world? Well, yeah. I mean, you're skipping. Well, I skipped around because. Spilling some beans. But yes, that's what I was wondering, too. How does that guy pay his rent? Because it's not just like you're taking the day off and you're walking along the beach looking for for debris. You're flying around the world. So this guy, Jeff, what kind of annoyed me? And I hardly mm-hmm. ever say that. That Jeff, hey Jeff, hey. hey Jeff, hey, comes up with the whole script of what he thinks the pilot said, and he he thought that the pilot said to the co-pilot, "Hey, go in the back and get me something." Well, and then the co-pilot went in the back, and then he locked him out, and then he. And again, this is a made-up reenactment. A made-up from this from Jeff, but they're presenting it in the film as though. Because you're what you hear him say that he's speculating, but then you're watching, and for a second you're like, okay, and then I it's like, wait, this wait, guy... this didn't even happen. Like but we don't even he, know but what didn't happened. He go on news stations, and he would, and people yeah, were and like, what do you think theories. happened? He's like, here's what happened. The pilot said, go in the back, and the co-pilot went in the back, and then the pilot also. What didn't make sense about that to me is that the pilot like pressed a button that dropped down the oxygen masks and then people mm-hmm. started breathing in the oxygen mask and the pilot was going to like take down the plane but why would he mm-hmm. it, none of it made sense to me and it was well, yeah, very it unfair like if- to, to say that about the pilot that jeff doesn't didn't know that pilot or his intentions or anything about right go and, ahead what were you gonna say well i guess i'm thinking if you're gonna commit this sort of horrendous act 
and everybody is getting rowdy in the plane who cares i know why do you why are you dropping put down some the, headphones on it's yeah like, like why are you dropping down the that doesn't make sense the oxygen mm-hmm. mass so what to, ugh, anyway why didn't they bring us on to the to the sleuths the online sleuths <laughs> and that's the other thing that i was thinking while i was watching i was like is there something that i would feel like oh my gosh i've got to solve this mystery and get mm-hmm. online and and get check into the details i don't know i would think that there would be better qualified people but maybe but but that being said i mean i think sometimes people do figure stuff out don't they well yeah it's like pat Oswald's yes. wife um michelle who passed away she essentially pieced that whole murder yeah Ugh. yeah um oh, but um yeah stephanie was i actually she gets very into kind of wait what happened kind of yeah. wait, she wants who, to get through the details know. and try to figure out yeah, if yeah, somebody yeah. overlooked a little piece of evidence yeah, yeah. i'm not i don't right. i'm not i don't think I, i'm good at that okay so there are these online we have to take another break <laughs> take, we take. have to Okay. Thomas is our producer, okay. and he signals to me. We got it, and we got it. Seems to always be when your head's down, but um, all the better. Because <laughs> it's be always right- when I'm about to read something very, uh, you know, important. Yeah. Well, we'll be right back on okay. Tig and Cheryl True Story to hear all the important details out of Cheryl Hines' okay. sleuth mouth. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. This is a comedy podcast. I I just want to remind people. And if you're new to the show... We are old pals. Oh. We are silly folk. Yes. Separately and together. Yes. And um, sometimes we cover documentaries that are devastating. This is one of them. This is one of them. Yes. At some point, while they're investigating this, they realize that the plane had turned around over the ocean and started heading back from where it came, Malaysia. Mm -hmm. So people were saying... It had to have crashed in the Indian Ocean because mm-hmm. it would have to run out of fuel. And mm-hmm. there's no other explanation for it. And then right. here comes uh, Jeff. Listen, I don't want to blame everything on Jeff, but I didn't get I don't get it. Jeff now decides that, okay, maybe the plane was hijacked by Russians. And then he looks up, Mm -hmm. there were three Russians on the plane, and they were all sitting close Mm -hmm. to each other. It's like, that is not, how do you get from that to, I mean, I was furious at Jeff. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, you know Jeff's listening because. Hey, Jeff, hey. We already said, hey, Jeff, hey. Well, now Um, I'm saying it angrily. Cheryl's typically a very nice Mm -hmm, person. mm -hmm. This is, I've never seen this side of her. And I've known her for years. <laughs> so, but Jeff, yeah. I mean, yeah, Jeff. what are you talking about? So then now this guy, what was his name? Blaine Gibson, the mm-hmm. adventurer, also yes. 
Is that a title he gave himself? Like, I'm an adventurer? Kind of looks shipwrecked. <laughs> he, he likes to, or they say that people look at him like a modern day, what's his name? Who did Harrison Ford remember. play? You know this. Oh, Han Solo? <laughs> I like that he considers himself a modern day Han Solo. No, uh, what's his, uh, with the, with the uh, crack in the whip? Yeah, the big boulder coming What is it, Thomas? Please tunnel. tell us. Well, we don't, it doesn't matter. We know who you're talking about. It does that matter. That guy that's running from the boulder. It's a Indiana a modern Jones. Day guy. Guy running from okay. a boulder. So, so okay. this guy, Blaine Gibson, who seems nice. Yeah. Okay. Nobody seems mean. Yeah. I mean, even... Except whoever did this to the plane. Oh, God. And so Blaine decides he's going to go find some... Uh, debris. Debris. And if anybody can do it, it's Blaine Gibson. He hops on a plane, also was wondering, where does he get the money to get on a plane to... Mozambique. That's where I was really because the woman that's sitting at home just clicking yeah. around on her computer. Like, I'm I can, like, fine, you can yeah. do that through the night. He's on. A, he's guy? on planes. Madagascar. Yeah. He goes to yeah. Mozambique and he finds debris. Mm-hmm. And people are like, "Wow, that's amazing!" And mm-hmm. then he goes to Madagascar and he finds more debris. And he's finding debris that could match this MH370. I've never found plain debris. But you've never looked for it. Have you ever looked for it? No. But yeah, I think I, it's I like think sea glass. I've been on a lot of beaches. It's like sea glass. Have you ever found sea glass? I think so. <laughs> well, either you did or you didn't. But when you go looking for it, you can really find it. But if you're not looking for it, you walk right by it. Okay, well, I don't need to be treated like this. <laughs> but also... Because of the time, you know, you're watching a documentary. We don't, it was hard to understand what the time lapse was between him going, mm-hmm. searching for debris and finding it. Because it seems like he hopped on a plane and went right to it. Yeah. But also, I mean, I think they, they also said it in this, well, I don't want to tell you the span of time because Tell we me. haven't got, well, we haven't gotten it yet. But anyway. Oh, we have to wrap up very Oh my soon. gosh. Okay, so at some point a year has gone by. A year has gone by. Yeah. And still no nothing. Then two years goes by. Blaine found a piece of debris. Mm-hmm. And they did verify that it, one of the pieces of debris was from that airplane. And so do you feel, because some people were like, oh, that seemed placed. Well, that seems crazy to me. Yeah, I I don't know. That came from a Florence. Um, there was another woman, yeah. Florence, who also had her theories. Florence and the machine. <laughs> what if Florence and the machine got involved? Florence. So this woman of Florence is now she's coming up with her own theories and also and write writes a book and people. Mm. And so yeah, her theory was that that somebody redirected this flight. Mm-hmm. They took the plane apart. Then they planted this debris, and it just seems uh, outrageous. Highly unlikely. And is this people really having these theories, or are people just cobbling something together because they're trying to get some attention well, on Well, yeah. Like, Didn't it seem like, and by the mm-hmm. way, Jeff, once again, I know I'm coming down hard on Jeff. You love that guy. You After love his that first guy. theory of, you know, mm-hmm. the pilot mm-hmm. wanting to take down the plane, which is just awful to me. It's just that just hurts my heart that we nobody knows that and that he's like put mm-hmm. put that pilot's family through this. I don't know. Also, if you if you feel so confident that the pilot did it, how is everyone confident that the co-pilot didn't? do something like i feel like nobody ever mentions right that he would have done it why is it all on the pilot this is another question i have for you because they said that the co-pilot mm. was wet behind the ears but so what you're a co-pilot but what does that meaning say what me it's like you, it, it you're, just you're just born and yeah. they didn't wipe the jelly out off the back of your ears or the female birth you know stuff fluid yeah female fluid 
which I guess is what that means is the co-pilot still had female fluid behind his ears but and I'm not and I'm not blaming the co-pilot I'm just yes. I just found it interesting that people think because if you're a co-pilot right, your t- you obviously know how to fly yes, the plane of course. and so why couldn't he have clubbed the pilot in the head and done something you know well I feel like because Jeff got everybody on this idea that somehow the pilot told the co-pilot to go get him something and locked him right, out. Right, but where's the fourth episode where the co-pilot is guilty? I don't know. You know? never got to that. Right, yeah. Exactly. But what was weird is that after after Jeff said, oh, okay, that theory's not right, then let me tell you about my Russian theory. And people still let him back on shows to, to talk about his other. It was just weird. I, I just, it was made me mad. What if you turned on the news one night and I was just presenting... <laughs> conspiracy theories here's what happened channels she said don't go in there and then he went in there and then she Mm -hmm. but you know if you say it with enough authority and then at 12 30 i believe the mailman which uh (laughs) typically he's delivering mail at that time but that day he knocked on the door because there was a package too big and just make just make it up, up and people will i guess i mean the the problem is and what's sad about it is the desperation of mm-hmm. people because everybody desperately mm-hmm. wanted answers you just wanted answers yeah. and you just wanted something that would make sense mm-hmm. and nobody nobody was giving them anything at one point malaysia air i can't believe they're still um playing i can't I would struggle to get on a Malaysia air flight. At one point, they did say, they said, look, here's what happened. Mm-hmm. The plane was, for whatever reason, turned around and mm-hmm. it went down in the Indian Ocean. But some people mm-hmm. to this day don't believe it. The only evidence they have is the one piece of debris found by Blaine Gibson. on Solo. on Solo. So it's just... Did you have a theory? I didn't. Did you have a theory? You know, the terrifying thing of when they were saying how you can crawl into that thing and get a hold of the computers and whatever. So let's say 1 million percent, because I don't care what time this plane is flying, even if that latch remains unlocked. I do not think... That even in the middle of the night flight, that somebody's going to get in there. Right. And that nobody's going to see that happen. Or say something, or alarm's not going to go off, or it just can't. Well, that's why the, the aviation experts said that can't happen. You can't go down this hatch and fly the plane from that. Okay, so, and that computer thing Mm. where they shut it off and you can't track the plane let's say the russians didn't do that because they didn't do that i i don't have a theory but i this is what stephanie and i have been talking about is then how did it lose that signal yeah did that just break yeah i mean it's it had to be something like that i would think so the theories that somehow somebody else turned off the the Mm -hmm. data tracking is you know mm-hmm. the the, the um, company that had that was in charge of the data in Merced. They are saying you, nobody can do that. It's not built that way. And why would we ever turn that off or allow it to go off? That doesn't. It's not how it works. Mm-hmm. But I will say the one thing about the idea of the pilot, and this is why some people thought and probably still do that the pilot that was flying the plane. He had a flight simulator in his home, mm-hmm. and they had seen that that the path that the plane took, even though, you know, the turning around and going back the other way, that he had done that on his simulator. And wait, he had done it where that he pattern. turned? Uh-huh. But it wasn't exactly the same, but it was yeah. similar enough that people were like, well, that ha- that proves it. Also, why do you stay airborne for that long if your plan is to I know. do a murder suicide I like that know. why wouldn't you just do it why would you just fly around for hours i don't know and people there are people in this documentary who 
knew that pilot very well and they said he would mm-hmm. he would never do something like that there was no note no suicide note no you know anything that would mm-hmm. indicate oh here's another thing this was another thing okay mm-hmm. and then we're going to wrap up no the other okay. thing was that i feel like they just threw in at the last minute mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. there was cargo that they put on the plane oh. that didn't go through a security check did that happen or was Did that, that actually a happen, Thomas, or was that a theory? I thought that was a theory. Oh, okay. Because that sounds... Highly unlikely. And that is a... This is what they were talking about, too, where the experts were like, for a conspiracy of that size to happen, there mm-hmm. would have to be lots of countries involved mm-hmm. all agreeing on this. So that just doesn't mm-hmm. even... That also doesn't make sense. It's really so hard to wrap your mind around it. I know. I really, uh, with this and, you know, missing people in all the different ways, missing animals, just all the, like... No answers. No answers. Yeah. And I feel for people... Oh, man. I can't... I cannot even begin... No. I mean, when I even begin to imagine it's when i hear those people in that room oh god just Tig. that was so sad and that's where i go it was so sad it's, it's so bad it's so bad so i mean i hate to say it but that's pretty much how the yeah it's like the plane went missing and there's no answer and the still. families are st- and, still struggle with trying to yeah, find solid answers forever now you know why we were procrastinating to tell you about this because it's yeah it's not fun but it's interesting i mean it's but it's just not uh, so anyway um that's that's it in a nutshell Mm -hmm. listen i left Mm -hmm. out a lot of details that you can go a lot you can go and watch and gather your own do your own yes and get online and get in Get involved if you want. I don't care. Well, Tig, are you ready for some happily ever? How are there any happily ever after thoughts about this? Okay, did you cry? I didn't cry, but I was devastated. Yeah, same. Like I said, that that moment, moments in that room, I just it it's haunting yeah, to me. I agree. I felt the same way. We're not even going to mm-hmm. talk about who we were attracted to because this. But the, okay, how about true story talk back? I feel like you've oh, got gosh. something to say. I cannot. Yeah. You know what, Jeff? Let me just say one thing to you. Why? Why? Why is anybody listening to you? And what gives you the permission to come up with the script of what you think happened and then go on TV and talk about it like you knew what was going on. And then at some point, everybody shot down that idea. And then you came up with a second idea and went back on and talked about it. Like, I just, what kind of credentials do you have? Just let me know. Reach out, Jeff. Let me know. Because maybe, I don't know, maybe you do have credentials that I don't know about. Do you get the feeling that he has credentials you don't know about? No. Okay. Anyway, that's what I want to say because that's that made me furious. You go, girl. Oh, oh, I went, girl. Oh, I went. Yeah. And if by chance any of the family members involved in this hear this episode, we truly and sincerely send our love and um oh god support yeah v- very deeply sorry i can't mm-hmm. even imagine the pain um whew. okay that's all for this week's episode next week we'll be talking about all the beauty and the bloodshed on hbo max whoo god Jig. yeah before we go should we just hear some true fan mail yes yeah we need it Tiffany writes, bring David hey, Harbour. Hey, Tiffany, hey. hey. Oh, hey, Tiffany. Cheryl. I'm, I'm rattled. Poor little Tiffany. I'm rattled. Hey, Tiffany, hey. Hey, Tiffany, hey. Bring David Harbour back. 
Oh, my word. I'm coughing so much from all that laughing. Wow, please do bring him back. That was so darn tootin' funny. <laughs> Longtime listener from Ontario, Canada, eh? Okay. Thank you, Tiffany. Right. Uh, this is from Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay, hey. Hey, Lindsay, hey. Tig. Cheryl, I was doing it. really off. Okay. You're more off. Hey, TNC, hey. Been busy at work over the past couple of weeks, so I've fallen behind with my weekly true story pod fix. Won't say exactly what I do, <laughs> so I don't get unceremoniously sacked, but let's just say I occasionally have to clean up half-baked ideas and plans before they make it into the public domain. In other words... <laughs> <laughs> what? In other words, I polish turds. <laughs> Remember my show She's called a turd, turd Polisher? Yeah. Oh, that hurts. Oh, my God, that hurts. Um, just <laughs> listened to the episode on Stutz and just had to share an expression we use at work. You can't polish a turd, but you can roll it in glitter. <laughs> Love that pod. Please never roll it in glitter. Oh my god this is hurting me oh my god <laughs> from your faithful english snark bowl lindsay oh my god you can't polish a turd but you can roll it in glitter wiser words have never been said absolutely ah that hurt me okay <laughs> um thank you lindsay Thank you, Thanks, everybody, Lindsay. today for making it through with us. Yes. Tig, do you want to uh, tell people that we have new merch? Yeah, I'll let them know. Um, Cheryl's right. We have new merch. This is exciting. It's very exciting, and it's really just cool. in time for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. You can get a summer, a summer T-shirt. Are you a snark bowl? You bet your sweet ass I am. Oh, my God. That's so cute. On the back, it says, you bet your sweet ass I am. <gasps> we should have put an ass on the back. <laughs> oh, you can go to podswag.com slash true story. That's podswag.com slash true story. Tig, is there anything you want to um, promote? Well, of course. I'll be in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi on April 14th, Red Bank, New Jersey, on April 20th. I'll also be in Charlotte, North Carolina on Monday, the 17th of April. And I'm just adding shows. So go to tignotaro.com. I'm getting ready for my next special that's going to be taping soon. Yeah. And also always check out Don't Ask Tig, my other podcast. Okay. What about you, Cheryl? It's just they know. Tig, I'm not going to waste mm. their time with it. You can Google it. Okay. All right. All right. I guess that's going to do it for today. Should we do it again? Yeah. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast.